0: Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today.
1: A big opener for the Big Ten as college football is back. Why the ACC rests in Clemson's hands. Plus, should BYU join up with the Big 12? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and the biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Today.
2: Searching all major sports. Found Let's start with the biggest story.
1: It was a little dicey at times for number four, Ohio State, but they come out in the second half and put it on the Minnesota Golden Gophers to get a 45 to 31 win. They have aspirations that are much larger than beating Minnesota. So joining me now to talk about it, Ohio State host, Locked on Buckeyes, Jay Stevens. And Jay, in this game you had a lot of players replacing big-time star players last year, but that's what Ohio State does. The The stars leave, they go to the NFL inevitably, and then you bring in four and five stars. So what do you make of this game? Are you feeling buoyed by it? Is it, mm, there's some work to do, or are you going, oh, uh-oh?
0: There's some work to do. Honestly, there is some work to do, but I, th- I do think there is a positive, and this is a great way to start the season. You're playing one, a crossover opponent in conference, Big Ten West. So you're not playing them every single year. So it's a familiar opponent, but not as familiar as a Penn State or an Indiana or Michigan or Michigan State in that way. So you're having so you have that fact there. But also you have some ability. You have the you have the chance to see early on how you're coming out how your defense looks, how your offense looks first half, make some halftime adjustments, and you see how the halftime adjustments really opened the game up and blew open the scoring for both teams. I'm excited, happy. You got a win. You can never be down about a win, but you can also look and see there are some things that Ohio State needs to work on.
1: One of those things is the new quarterback, CJ Stroud. He was 8 of 14 for 58 yards and a pick in the first half and the second half. this is These are wild numbers. Five of eight. Two thirty-six and four touchdowns. Is this just a, a young quarterback getting comfortable or is this, is this going to be a roller coaster all season?
0: A young quarterback getting comfortable. I firmly believe that. I don't think Ryan, Day would have put him in as a starting quarterback based off the talent that Ohio state has at that position. If he did not believe he is the starting quarterback and he will be a really good starting quarterback for the Buckeyes. Yeah. First half. But remember now I don't like to put the whole stock of, He's never thrown a college pass before. I think it's like I think it's a t- or a thought that people just continue to say because they have nothing else to say. Give me some more substance than that, but it's true. He has not thrown a college pass before, but he hasn't started before. He hasn't played much before. I think that goes more into it than anything. For you can forget the whole crowd situation last year. C.J. Stroud didn't play because he didn't have to. Justin Fields was that good for Ohio State to where the backups never saw the field unless. Justin Fields got hurt or his helmet came off maybe for a play. The backups never really saw the field. And so see this drought in this game you saw early on. Yeah, you saw some growing pains. You saw some hiccups. Those were expected. Second half, you saw him really getting more comfortable. Wasn't smooth the entire game, but that's not going to happen It always helps when you get a couple passes or three touchdown passes, two to Wilson, one to Olave, and then when you get a true freshman running back, Trevion Henderson, taking a screen pass or screen pass, somebody called it a swing pass, whatever you want, taking that bad boy to the house, that's amazing. It's going to help him get more comfortable down the road.
1: Locked On Today is brought to you in partnership with Odyssey, your new home for music, news, sports, and podcasts. Download the Odyssey app today. Coming up, while the ACC rests in Clemson's hands. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. College football season kicked off, and number 22 Coastal Carolina. That's right, number 22 Coastal Carolina beat the Citadel 52 to 14. Number 24 Utah beat Weber State 40 to 17, and in the nightcap, number 25 Arizona State beat Southern Utah 41 to 14. While the Lakers keep adding old dudes, the Nets keep adding all stars. Paul Millsap has agreed to a deal with the Brooklyn Nets. Millsap becomes the latest former All-Star to join the Nets over the past few seasons, joining Blake Griffin, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden. Millsap's four All-Star appearances bring Brooklyn's total up to 38. Millsap will help solidify the Nets' frontcourt rotation after the loss of Jeff Green, who signed with the Nuggets earlier this summer. The New York Mets have made history, and this time it's not embarrassing. How great. Miami Marlins leadoff hitter Miguel Rojas and New York Mets counterpart Jonathan Villar each homered on the first pitch they saw Thursday night, the first time that's happened in a major league game since at least 1985, according to the Elias Sports Bureau. The Mets also won the game 4-3, which doesn't really matter because both of them are out of the ride. The Seattle Seahawks are signing former Baylor basketball standout Mark Vidal to their practice squad as a tight end, the team announced Thursday. Vidal listed on the school's website as a six foot five, 250 pound forward for the Bears, who won a national title in April. He was not selected in this year's NBA draft and played for the Portland Trailblazers in the NBA Summer League before announcing earlier this week he was pursuing a career in the NFL. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for coming up on Bet Online. Super Bowl futures are out. Kansas City sitting at 525 to win. That's plus odds. The Buccaneers at 6 to 1. The Packers and Bills each at 11 to 1. And the Baltimore Ravens at 14 to 1. For all your MLB, NFL, college football, and soccer lines, betonline.ag has you covered. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 100% welcome bonus.
2: Here is another story you need to know.
1: It is slated to be a monster weekend in the ACC as college football comes back. Thank goodness college football is back. It kicks off on Friday, North Carolina against Virginia Tech. And that is just an appetizer, maybe not even an appetizer. That is just like the amuse bouche for what happens on Saturday night when we get number 14 Miami against number one Alabama. Almost 20-point favorites uh, Alabama is, despite Miami being a top 15 team. And then the night special, it is number three Clemson against number five Georgia. And joining me now to talk about these marquee matchups, Candace Cooper and Candice, What catches your eye when you look at this slate of matchups for the ACC?
2: Now, listen, I think everyone should just be excited that football is back for one. (laughs) But if you're going to get you, if you're really into the conference, right, you're really feeling the conference vibe. The Carolina and Virginia Tech game is good because straight out the gate, we're going to see if all the hype around Carolina is legit right? Everyone has seen (laughs) Sam Howell. We're going to see if the defense can finally hold up to snuff what the offense has done. Can we kind of come back with 4,000 yards worth of defense? Can we make offense? Can we make that up? That'll be the question. And then you got to go to Lane stadium. As much as we talk about Virginia tech, not being the same, you cannot shy away from enter the salmon, right? Like that's, that's a different beast. We saw Carolina last season go into Tallahassee kind of choke when all this world was a stage and all the lights were on them. So it's going to be interesting to see if all the sugar is going to come to fruition or they're actually a crapshoot team. So there's that. You guys can't see
1: this, but Candace is painted Carolina blue. Go ahead, Candace.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So I'm, I'm probably the hardest. Everyone else has been so great. All my co-hosts on locked on ACC have been so great about Carolina. I'm like, what are you guys seeing that I don't see? I know my team, so let's not even do that. Don't don't build them up because I will put them right back where they are. <laughs> right? I, I see the Jordan brand and I'm cool with walking around in the sneakers, but I need you to come back to ground. And then you've got the best one of them all, the one who Clemson is pretty much holding our conference in their hands. So if they do not come to play, if they don't even make it a close game, you're going to have a lot of people scratching their head about who, who the ACC is at all. So I'm just – I'm not putting pressure on Clemson, but I'm putting all the pressure on Clemson. Like you, You're you repping for the set right here. Like You have to do well. If you do not deliver, a lot of people are going to be like, yeah, that's why we don't pick more than one. That's why we, it's you and everybody else when it comes to the ACC.
1: Yeah, you're not saying you're just saying with Clemson. I understand it. <laughs> I understand it. I, I mentioned Miami. They are 19 and a half point underdogs. They're the number 14 team in the country, and they are almost three touchdown underdogs against Alabama. What is... Let's not even not like not a win. Don't tell me what a win is going to look like because, I mean, craziness. um, That's what they need for a win. What is a, a win for the ACC in terms of some pride look like? How close do they need to keep it? How does the game have to look? Walk that walk that through for me.
2: So we all know how Nick Saban, sometimes their guys come out in the first half a little shaky, a little rusty. So if Miami's in the game in the first half, it's like, okay, well, Coach Saban's going to go in the back, give a little cuss out. We're going to come back and handle <laughs> business, right? So I'm thinking if... Deer King can last the whole game. That's progress to me. If they can be within one to two touchdowns, that says a lot about where Miami is as a whole and where the conference is as a whole. Because we all know it's Alabama and everybody else when it comes to college football, period. Mm-hmm. So if you can just stay in the game, it's out of reach. But if you could just stay in the game and even give, make, them, make their eyebrows sweat just a baby bit, I think I have confidence in the Hurricanes.
1: Coming up, should BYU join up with the Big 12? or cue of the day is next. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's something for everyone coconut, cherry, Barcia, mint, brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. The list goes on and on. And not only are all the Built Bar flavors delicious, this is the best tasting protein bar ever. It is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and yet high in protein, high in fiber. Low in net carbs, low in sugar. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com.
2: Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the Day. Losing
1: schools like Oklahoma and Texas would undoubtedly be a huge loss for the Big 12. But the Big 12 is looking to expand, which could be a huge boon For the teams that it adds among them, BYU, which is an intuitive fit of the schools that it could potentially be adding. Joining me now from Locked On Cougars, Jake Hatch and Jake, what would this move validate for BYU, if anything?
3: I think it would just make BYU fans feel like, hey, we've made it to the big time. They've been an independent for over a decade at this point. They saw their chief rival, Utah, make it to the Pac-12 a decade ago. They saw TCU make that jump to the Big 12 also similarly a decade ago. They have aspirations of being on the same level as those two programs at minimum. So I really feel like it would just be something that validates their hopes and dreams that they are big time.
1: Among the other schools on the list here, UCF, Cincinnati, and Houston, I guess, is there any part of this, if you're a Cougars fan, where you're going, okay, yeah, we're joining the Big 12, but if we join the Big 12 with these other schools, you know, it's, it is this this other version of the Big 12 that's not the Big 12 in its glory, or is it just like, hey, this is awesome, we're doing this thing with, with this program and, and this conference that has such a storied history?
3: I think it's just BYU fans want to get in the door. They've been waiting for a yeah. long time, hoping to make it to the Power Five. I think that, yeah, the glory of the Big 12 probably has affected not having Texas or Oklahoma there. But the fact that you actually have made it into the club, so to say, that's the
1: chief thing. Do you think there's anything that would or could change about the modus operandi with BYU, with the standards that they have in-house and, and at the university, that that would or could change um, in, in the Big 12 in order to compete. Or they're going to say, hey, look, we're going to be BYU. We understand we are different from everyone else. Our standards for certain behaviors are different. Um, our code of conduct is different. And we're just going to be who we are. I can tell you
3: this much. I have been around BYU my entire life. I grew up literally in the shadows, seemingly, of the university itself. BYU will stick to their guns. The honor code is not going away. They will not participate in athletics on Sunday. So if the Big 12 is willing to work with them, BYU is willing to move themselves to play sports in that league, but they have certain parameters that they just will not budge on. So yeah, they probably are going to be BYU, just be who they are.
1: And finally, Yankees broadcaster John Sterling was helped out of his flooding car by Spanish radio play-by-play man Ricky Ricardo on Wednesday night after Sterling got stuck trying to drive home after a game. Sterling's broadcast partner Susan Waldman called Ricardo as he was trying to find a route to his home in New Jersey and told him that Sterling was stuck in his car on River Road in Edgewater, New Jersey, just over the George Washington Bridge. Ricardo said he finally left the park. The lobby at Yankee Stadium had water up to his ankles and he encountered several closed and flooded streets as the East Coast was pummeled by the remnants of Hurricane Ida. The storm killed at least 12 people in New York City, including one who drowned in a car and 11 more in basement apartments. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Listen to Locked on Bets, download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts coming up on Monday, whose college football playoff hopes are already done before the paint dries on week one. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.